We're in a little series here that began this Christmas season leading up until the 18th. And we started last week. Ten bonus points to anyone who can tell me what we preached about last week. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Praise God. That honestly makes me feel much better uh, that you remembered because I was trying to. Um, Three-week series about love, joy, and peace. I feel clear direction from the Lord this morning. I want you to look with me at verse 7 in Luke chapter 2. And she, she brought forth her firstborn son wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. That was the heaviness of the moment and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Not just for you, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, this will be your sign. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill for men. I want to preach for a little while this morning about the joy of the Lord. And I believe it is the will of God that everyone in this house experience on a regular basis the joy of the Lord. If you believe that's possible, say amen. amen. I want you to pray with me. God, we love you. We thank you for everything you've done in this house. We thank you for everything you've been doing, everything that you're going to do. I pray that you would make my tongue as the pen of a readied writer today. I want to speak under the anointing of the Holy Ghost with wisdom, with clarity, to give direction in this season. I pray, O oh Lord, you'd help us. Help us as members of this church, but even more importantly, as followers of you, that we would do your work until you come. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Amen. Now, when I think about joy, I, you may be seated. I, I, think, I think about the uh, songs with joy in them. How many grew up singing about joy? I get joy when I think about. I get joy when I think about. I get joy when I think about. When I. Some people in here are very lost. But as you saw, really easy lyrics. 
when I think of what he's done for me. I get joy. When I think about what could go wrong, I don't. But when I think about what he's done for me. And I know this is really shallow for some, but I hope it can be revelatory for others. If you will spend more time focusing on what he has done. If we will spend more time focusing on the goodness of God, it will be hard to become distracted by the lack of goodness of men. People will lie and steal and cheat, but he's been a good cop. And I get joy when I think about what he's done. Some of you want to sing, I, I can tell you. How many grew up singing, I have found the grace is all complete. He supplied. Oh, while I sit. Now testify if you know it. Idiot. I was waiting on the clappers. I have found the pleasure I once craved. It is joy. What a one. Think about it. From the awful goal. It is. Come on, where are those clappers at? You ever try to sing that with a frown? <laughs> it is joy. The only way to sing that with a frown is if the person next to you can't sing at all. And <laughs> even then you'd be better off just to move or change seats. I'm going to tell you right now, smiles are contagious. And singing about the joy and the goodness of God, it will affect you. That's why people that are having a bad day, Brother Ranking, they want to listen to sad music. One is the one. Come on. I know there are things. We, we, we've had it mentioned even today. There are things that if we focused on them, we would be sorrowful. But if we focus on Him, I bring you good tidings of great joy. He's here. He's here. He is here. The declaration unto the shepherds. Now I can't help but put myself into that seat, into that spot, into that place, trying to be the shepherd or the under-shepherd of this local assembly. And I found myself in prayer telling God, thank you that the shepherds were shepherding. 
Thank you that the shepherds were shepherding. That when the angel of the Lord went to visit with them, you'd say, Pastor, yeah, but he would have found them wherever they were. Yes, I know that that's true. But it was intentional that the shepherds were shepherding in the field. And the angel went and spoke to them. And they were at first concerned because at first when the glory shows up, it can be hard to understand what the glory is all about. So just in case you don't understand all the celebration today, from the beginning of the message, I want to let you know I bring you good tidings of great joy there's a savior that's been born and his name is Jesus it brought those shepherds joy how many know it brought those shepherds joy but it wasn't just for them what did the scripture say it was for all the people and I've got good news today it wasn't just then he's here right now He's here right now. So I bring you good tidings of great joy. If you walked in with a hurt so big you don't know how to get past it. He's here. He's here right now. If you walked in with a heartache. I bring you good tidings of great joy. He's here right now. Now I want to be very clear. Joy and happiness are not the same thing. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Happiness fades. Happiness is mentioned in the Bible about 20 times. Happiness comes and goes. Joy, joyful, joyness, you get about 160 plus times. Joy's different. Happiness fades like a flower. Happiness is different. It's circumstantial. It's not what joy is. Joy is different. Joy is a choice. I got, I got to tell you something. Joy chose you. Joy chose you. Will you choose joy? I'm a firm believer that when believers choose not to be joyful, they put Christ at an arm's distance. Because no matter what's going on in my life, when I consider that he carried my sins away, no matter how sick I might be in my body, when I think, if I know Brother Hunter, he's watching right now. We sat there in the living room. I know what you told me this morning to tell the people. And so I'm going to tell all the people, God is good. Your body can be riddled, but that can't take your joy if he, if he is your joy. Sickness can come and go. Money can come and go. People can come and go. But he will not leave you. He will not forsake. This is bigger than just feeling happy. I got the joy, 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 joy. Town in. Why is it in my heart? The world didn't give it. World can't take it. World didn't give it. The world cannot take it. And it is joy unspeakable. Before you heard it as a hymnal, it was in the book. <laughs> Full of glory. 
That's why we ought to radiate the goodness of God. But it's not happiness. Time out. You got to make some explanation of that. So I can have joy but not be happy. Well, I think if you have joy, people should know. I'm very joyful. You can't tell. Not exactly. <laughs> How many know bad days happen? I, I, found, I found these statements online. Forgive me. I want to share them. Signs you're going to have a bad day. Sorry. Let's go. Signs that you're going to have a bad day. If the bird singing outside your window is a vulture. <laughs> this would be a bad day. Could be, could be a bad day. Better sing a good one. It's going to be a bad day. Here's how you know it's going to be a bad day. If your twin sister forgets your birthday. It's... <laughs> Yours is today? <laughs> how about this one? It's going to be a bad day if it costs you more to fill up your car. <laughs> Some of you are thinking that hits a little too close to home right now. That's <laughs> saw a few people fold their arms. Listen, listen, it's all right. If it costs you more to fill it up than it did to buy, it's going to be a bad day. How about this? It's going to be a bad day if your birthday cake collapses from the weight <laughs> of the candles. You know, at the point where they stop putting candles, but they just put the numbers. <laughs> That's a lot of work. That's a lot of, a lot of work. Let's do one more. When you woke up to discover that your water bed had broke, then you realize you don't have a water bed. <laughs> I contemplated that one. I don't know. I. I uh... Probably not my best. <laughs> oh, let the kids sleep with you. Anyway, anyway. That'll stop that real quick. How many know that we, we have a world that rises and falls on things like who won the game? Last week, Thanksgiving week, my Michigan friends... Mm. Calm down. Saw so Brother Titus had on another blue and yellow tie today. How many? Whatever it takes to get you to stand. I, I'm, I'm, I'll be here all day. But I've got friends, Brother Titus, you know the truth. I've got friends who, when the team lost, didn't want to talk to anybody. 
Didn't want to look at anybody. Wives don't want to be around them. I need to tell everybody in the room, it's not that serious. I got some men in the room like, move on. Move on. <laughs> you ever wake up, you go to make coffee, and there's no coffee? You ever go to make cereal and you open the refrigerator and you grab the gallon because it's in there? When you grab it, you know the weight isn't correct. Take it off. Thank you whoever left a half a thimble of milk. We're laughing because we've all done it. You ever get to work in two different color shoes? I was with a friend not too long ago, showed up and had on the wrong suit pants with the... Didn't look right at all. And then asked me, is it noticeable? (laughs) Father, forgive me for what I'm about. running late to a meeting and jump in the car and she drove the car. And the guys... (laughs) Father, forgive me. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, things like that may give us temporary frustration, but it should not be able to extinguish our joy. I know we do a lot and spend a lot of time in the church talking about idols that were established in this scripture. But I'm going to tell you, we got a big idol that needs crucified in this generation, and it's called happiness. We eat until we're happy. We dress until we're happy. We go until we're happy. Pastor doesn't want us to be happy. Oh, no, no, no. I want you to be happy. Trust me, you're better when you're, you're easier to like when you're happy. But more than happy, we need to have the real joy. The real joy. And so last week we talked about love in relation to that covenant in the Old Testament where they would roll back that sin for one year. How many remember that? That sacrifice could be offered and, and, and every year the sin could be rolled back. But true love was on display through the story that we just read in Luke chapter 2 when he's talking to the shepherds. When this announcement comes, we're not thinking about the whipping and the beating and the scourging and the cross and the thorns. We're not thinking about the spear and the nails. No, we're just thinking about the beauty of the birth. But the truth is this. He was born to die. And he died to resurrect. He he lived for one reason. So that he might take away your sins and my sins. Every person in this whole. Good tidings. Great joy. For all people. Whether you drive a Pinto or a Beamer. 
good tidings of great joy. Some of you could wear people out if you just wear a smile. And when you think about what he's done for you. There are people in this room, you know your marriage would have been over years ago. You know your mind would have been gone long time ago. But there was a day when here they came to the shepherds. Said, hey, <laughs> got good news. Go to the manger. Go to the manger. Not time to take the animals in. No, no, no. Not your manger. It's bigger than you. Go to the manger. When you get there, you're going to Find somebody. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Now, listen. Living for God comes with its ups and its downs. Go in your Bible to Psalm 73. Psalm 73. I love this particular psalm because it makes me feel normal. Many of you know this psalm already. You're well acquainted, you're familiar. It's not near as preached as Psalm 150. But I think it's more, uh, might I say, realistic to the average believer. Psalm, Psalm 73. This is the Psalm of Asaph. And it's, uh, it's just... I'm going to say it's just a, a pretty realistic situation. Starts in verse 1. Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. I mean, it's a great, everybody say that's a great start. It's a great start. Truly God is good to Israel. Yeah, yeah. The very next line. But as for me. <laughs> you read that through modern Language. He's a good God. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. No bands in their death. Their strength is firm. They're not in trouble like other men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Pride compasseth them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. Watch this. They have more than their heart could wish. Here I am living for God. I can't even give my kids the kind of Christmas they're giving. Little Johnny coming home. Talking about what his buddy at school got. Can't believe it. they bought him that new Nintendo or that new this, that new that. He's coming home talking about the gift. And you don't got, here I am, a believer. I don't have that. And we know that Asaph is lamenting. I got my eyes on them. But there is no way to keep your focus on God and them at the same time. Wait a minute, Pastor, I, I thought we were supposed to see the lost. Oh, we are, but we're not supposed to covet. 
what they've got. We're definitely not meant to compare ourselves amongst them and envy what they have. They got a nicer car. Do they have real joy? Yeah, but they got a beautiful home. Do they have real joy? Man, they got, they got a boat on the lake. It, it, it. That's not my question. Have they been to the water? Have they been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? Have they found the power of the presence of God? Asaph said, I was envious of all these things. And you know, most of you know where I'm going right now. Skip down to verse 17. He said, I had all this stuff going on until what? Until I went into the sanctuary. I understood therein. Ladies and gentlemen, on a Sunday morning in December, we can be distracted by all kinds of things out there where people are chasing happiness. But when we walk in this house, we ought to remember, wait a minute. They're seeking happiness, but I got joy. They're seeking temporary happiness, but I've got, I've got joy because he's washed my sins away. Come on. They're confused with Santa Claus and I know who. Say, Pastor, don't preach against Santa. I'm not preaching against Santa, but I am preaching against you thinking that Santa's the reason for the season. There is one name that is worthy of all of our praise, all of our, all of our honor, every note we play, every beat that we put. There's one name. Because it was him who was born to take away the sins of the world. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, that's great joy. That's great joy. Now, now here's the deal. Happiness is based on chance. Joy is based on choice. Happiness is based on chance. Joy is based on choice. Happiness is based on circumstances. If it's a robin and not a vulture, it's a better start. It's based on circumstances. But joy is based on Christ. I am unapologetic for what I'm about to do in the next moment. Okay. That's how I feel. I don't care how many religions there are. I don't care how many gods people are serving. There's only one God. His name is Jesus. He was manifested in the flesh. He was born in Bethlehem. And the angels appeared. There was a multitude of the heavenly host. And they said glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And I want to tell you right now, your answer this season is Jesus. Your family's answer this season is Jesus. Your friend's answer this season, Jesus. 
Jesus paid the price for you. He paid the price for your friends. He paid the price for your co-workers. Jesus is the reason for this season. Without him, there is no real joy. I'm just going to say it. There is no real joy without Jesus Christ. There might be circumstantial happiness, but there is no real joy without Jesus. I don't care how bad your week is. You can wake yourself up on Thursday and have the roughest week all of your entire life. But if it really gets from the top of your cranium to the sole of your crusty feet, that it's Him who picked me up. It's Him who saved my life. It... I don't care if you're out of gas. You'll have the real joy. You might be upset for a minute, but you'll have joy when you think about So we cannot chase happiness by the world's standards. Talked about love by the world's standards last week, and, I, and I'm close to a close. Don't get nervous. Some of you stood up. You know how it is when you stand. You're like, oh, okay. Then people started sitting down like, if we sit down, we're giving up. <laughs> but we're not chasing joy by the world's standards. Every commercial, every billboard, every ad that pops up on your computer right now is about what you can purchase. Come on, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, purchase this. And it's always a commercial. Where, where was I recently? Oh, it was that silly game that I watched. <laughs> and it com mm. the commercial. God forgive me. I don't want anybody to think man, he was carnal. He was I just I wanted to see the game. And I saw a commercial. This commercial about this, this lady. This guy gives this woman a dog. He goes, and this dog runs up. And the lady's like, oh. And then the lady, look, I, I've prayed for this commercial. <laughs> the lady goes, whistled. And all of a sudden, a big truck with a bow on it. I got news for you. Doesn't happen like that. Anybody that's been praying with your fingers crossed like that. It's not reality. But I got news for you. In the last two decades, I've counseled enough people to tell you this. That truck wouldn't make you happy anyway. Come on, I, I, I counsel people that buy it from Goodwill and buy it from the most high-end tailored shop. You can't get happiness from your threads and you can't get joy. Doesn't happen. Any more than you can get it from putting something in your arm or something in your... You gotta get it in your spirit. You gotta get full of the Holy Ghost. You gotta have the Spirit of God. You gotta have the Spirit of God. Nothing can bring you joy like the Spirit of God. Come on, I need some people that have been saved, some people that have been clean, some people that have been filled with the Spirit that know. Stand, just stand. Give your neighbor hope. Stand. Romans 14. Uh, Romans 14 and 17. Kingdom of God. 
Not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in what? Might be a rough day by your circumstances, but if you got the Holy Ghost, you got the Spirit of God. Woo! If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, we've had people this very morning right here during this worship service renewed in the Holy Ghost. Tell you right now, if you're here today, you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you shouldn't let anything keep you. You cannot, you cannot get a present at the mall like this. You, you cannot get it. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. I've been thinking again this week about Brother Ray's testimony from our Thanksgiving service about how he was here and just waiting, but when he made up his mind. It's a gift, ladies and gentlemen. It's a gift of joy. It all starts with acknowledgement and repentance. Because I can't carry all of this pride. I can't carry this envy. I can't carry this sin. I can't carry it and carry his spirit. I got joy because he's faithful and just forgive I got joy because one day I walked to an altar <laughs> and I said God forgive me forgive me for every sin forgive me for the things that I've thought wrong forgive me for my wrong actions forgive me for some things I've said I shouldn't have said I've done some things I shouldn't, I shouldn't have did those things God I need you to forgive me but I'm not just sorry for them. I want to turn away from them. Yeah. Repentance is not just sorrow. Repentance is that turning and I turned. And the Bible says that he is faithful. And he's just to forgive. Oh, that ought to bring us joy. That ought to bring us joy. Why don't we all over this house do that for a moment? Would you lift your hands and your voice if you're willing and would you say, God, search my heart and my mind. If there's anything in my life that's not pleasing you, it's probably stealing my joy. Would you take it away? Come on, I'm gonna turn my mic off for a moment. I want us to repent all over this house. Come on, I feel this right now, so I'm going to say it. Those things that have been clinging to your mind. Whew. Forgive me. Cleanse my heart.
Now the good news for you in this house and myself is that if we're sincere, He hears and He forgives. If you've never been baptized, the way that they baptized in Scripture, that means you've never been baptized all the way under the water. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The name of Jesus Christ is meant to be called over you when you're baptized. Does that really matter? It does according to the Scripture. Because He's the one who purchased you with His own blood. If you've never been baptized, you want to be baptized. We want to see that happen. You might have saw the video earlier where Cameron was talking about people with blue lanyards. There's people around here with blue lanyards. It's very possible that even in a church this size that there are people that were never baptized, but you've gone here for so long that you don't want anyone to know you weren't baptized. I'm telling you, the greatest gift you could give yourself this year is to accept the gift He has for you. The greatest gift you could give your family is to be a sold-out believer. If you're here today and you've never been filled with the Spirit of God, and you'll know when you're filled. When you're filled according to this Scripture every time, they begin to speak in an unknown tongue. Not as they gave the utterance, but as the Spirit gave the utterance. It's an identifier. Now you would turn that off if your faith is based on logic, but I, might I remember, remind you, our faith is not based on logic. What is faith? It's the substance of what? Things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So my faith in Him brings me to an evidence that becomes seen. way it began in Acts chapter 2 and people were filled which brings me to my final conclusion here this morning if you've never been baptized you need to be if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost you can be this very day but if you're in this room and you've already been baptized and you've already received his spirit and yet you're not feeling joy, there's been a robber at your place. There's been a thief crawl through your window. Because it's the will of God, your family has joy. It's the will of God that you got joy in your spirit. It's the will of God that you get your mind off the junk and back onto Christ and the joy. The joy of His salvation. I want everyone that's willing, I want you to either in the front or in the middle aisle or in at least one of the, I want everyone that can, I want you to make a move from your some of you in the balcony move to the center altar area. I want us to bring families. I know we've got kids all over the campus and 
in classes, things like If you have any family near you at all, if you have someone close to you that you know, maybe they don't have a spouse with them or maybe they don't have a family member here, I want you to become their family. I want families to come together right now and I want us to pray, not, listen, not happiness of the holiday, but the joy of the Lord over every member of this church. Would you grab someone, bring them to the altar with you right now. Grab somebody, come into the aisle way. Grab somebody, bring them to that second area. But let's make a move intentionally. Just come to the front. I'm going to give you instructions in a moment, but just bring somebody, take somebody with you. Those that are coming to the altar, please come as close as you possibly can. We did our best to make it large, but there's a lot of people here. Amen. He is. He is real. He is present. He is available. I said he is available. Now for some people in this room right now, please hear me. I understand this may be lost on you. Why would we even come forward? Why would we do this? Some people in this room, you're not even worried about happiness, much less joy. It's fine. Life is good. God is good. Business is good. There are no issues. But riddled throughout this congregation, there are some open windows where the thief has came in and done his best to steal, to kill, to destroy. There are people all over this room that have gotten used to the thief of joy being another member at their table. It's almost to the point, they don't set him a table, he sets his own spot. They didn't get him a plate out, he gets his own plate. He helps himself to the refrigerator of their heart. He, I want you to visually see what I'm saying. He does not belong. He does not belong robbing your joy. Talked about love. There is no joy without the love and the price that was paid for us. But we agreed last week about that love. I'm going to tell you one of the greatest ways that you keep his love alive is to give that love away. And one of the greatest ways that you keep genuine joy in your life, in your marriage, in your family, is that you take that joy and you dispense it. It's hard to be unhappy. It's hard to lack joy when you put your joy on display for others. But now we need a baptism of that Holy Ghost joy across this house. And you might have received the Holy Ghost 50 years ago, but connected through this chain, there might be somebody 10 yards from you. (laughs) You might have been told you were loved your whole life, but right now in this room, there's people that have barely heard it in all their being. 
I want you to now begin to lift your voices with me. And I want you to pray very specifically. Let the joy of the Holy Ghost be in our church, be in our family, be in my home. Let the joy that is really just unspeakable and full of glory. Come on, I want somebody to reach out your hands for it. The joy of the Lord is in this place right now. He's going to take your mourning and give you joy. You've been weeping. You've been weeping and it may endure for the night, but there's joy. joy in my business, the joy of the Lord in my children. <laughs>